Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. And welcome back to the Coach Steve Show. Hello, Zach. Hello, oh. Steve. I'm going to call this our Bear Down segment. I thought of that earlier. Just call it the Bear Down segment. Yeah. That's never yeah. been used before, right? Ever? <laughs> Absolutely Ever. not. Of course it is not. <clears throat> well, Zach's here. That means we got to talk Bears. So it's Victory Tuesday. The Bears got the... Upset 33-14 win over New England, and the Chicago Bulls beat Boston, so it was not a good night for Boston versus Chicago. Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> uh, Dave Portnoy probably was not very pleased with that. <laughs> but Bears got the upset, shocking win that nobody, I think, saw coming uh, at all. Um, but before we dive into that, Check out Zach's other podcasts. Uh, his Gridiron Gallery has made a slow burn return, as I call it, a slow burn return. Um, Inside the Walls, Fourth and Four, USFL podcasts. Go check all that out. So Zach's here, of course, when I talk Bears. They got the big 33-14 win. You're more tame than yesterday, but how are we feeling from yesterday mixed into today with this upset we got nobody you listen to all these other shows nobody saw this coming at all yeah, i think i think the only one i saw that maybe did was i think brad brig brad Brig briggs was saying that they had a shot but that was about it i think most people just thought well like washington is where we're at right now we have our resources available aren't going to boost us beyond what we can do but i'm very i'm happy you know, I, overall, after I mean, I'm happy after last night. There are some things that frustrate me as to why it took this path to get to where we're at now. Um, but the but what was done yesterday in terms of the identity of the Bears' offense and what they did over that what we're calling a mini buy post Thursday night football, 
that is what I think. I'm impressed overall. It's just I, I want to stress like I am a. I'm more frustrated at why did it take a certain amount of time to say, okay, this is what should have been run. You know, you get a QB beaten up for six straight weeks in your own system, and it you're on and you, you have a sack rate that's on pace with like Derek Carr, or sorry David Carr in 2002. Right, and now you finally adjust to an offense that makes a lot more sense for the available resources. That was the only thing. It's a great win. I mean, massive upset win, every way, shape, or form. Chicago looked like they wanted this more badly than New England, and I'm happy for them. Yep. Um, it almost felt like as well at the beginning of the game that the Patriots, and I hate to—you never hear this with a Bill Bel- Bill Belichick team. It's almost like they over- overlooked the Bears in a way. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. The Bears came out. Again, we've talked about this before, too. The two things. Bears always seem to be a second-half team, or it takes them a whole quarter and a half to kind of like figure things out. Yep. They figured it out right from the get-go, and it seemed like the Patriots, even though they were moving the ball at times, the Bears' defense had stepped up, and it looked like the Patriots overlooked the Bears. Even when they came back, the Bears were up, what, 10 10 nothing or whatever at one point or whatever it was and then they came back and they were up you know 14 to 10 the bears never flinched the patriots flinched so it was just a weird even a different vibe of like watching the bears once you saw it if that makes sense that mental toughness was really showing the different vibe from the team and like you said there's frustrations the night of and then today is more of like happy of we have to learn how to be happy with a win yeah. But it's also I'll, frustration along with it. And I'll be honest, I'm in the minority on this camp. It's more, I think a lot of people are just, you know, happy that they saw progress and going, I mean, most of the major Bears accounts are going, oh my God, imagine the future. I'm like, yeah, no, I am now too. It's just that, okay, you know, we had, I mean, we've had all this talk about the limited resources and what's in Chicago and why we couldn't execute. And I was like, yeah, sure, I think we can agree on some of that stuff. But, you know, I think just you've seen examples of other QBs and adjustments that they've made to make, to play to the skill set. Like I said, I referenced Daniel Jones because, you know, the Bears played Daniel Jones. And they basically utilized his running ability. That's all they've been doing this year. They basically have, they have stepped in. They have made him even more a runner than he was before. And they are giving him easy options and throws that get, it, get his – get the ball out of the pocket fast. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what was annoying me at the end of the night was like, I'm glad we blew him out, but it shouldn't have taken this long to understand that if you're getting pressure and you can't get enough time that you need to start adjusting how the defense reads your offensive scheme and getting them off kilter, right? which is exactly what that RPO run quick pass concept does for the bears. So, I'm happy, and I'm. And if this is their identity, they should stick with it. I'm just curious. Next week, when they play Dallas, and I'm going to leave that for another episode. You know, will the will teams catch on to that now? Was it a one week off type of thing? You know, we'll find out. But I'm happy for t- this week that I can talk a win. Because I mean, you you and I remember we we both thought they were going to get blown out. I yeah. thought it was going to be a blowout, and that they would make it look nice after garbage time. Right. I had that written down. You had twenty seven seventeen. I had twenty eight seventeen. So when the Bears got to 17, I was like, well, I'm right so far, but let's just see if they're going to score more. I was like, I was right. 
Um, I think our frustrations come to we feel like we've let two games, at least two games in the season, slip away. Where yes. you would think if we had some of this going on versus the Giants, maybe we pull that game out. If we had some of this going on the entire game versus Washington, we pull that game out. So I think that's where a lot of frustration comes in. Like now, the now Washington beat the Packers, so that was another good thing. Yep. But at that point in time, Packers were good. We lost to them. And we lost to the Vikings, even though we came back a little bit and competed there. So I'm okay losing to the Packers. I'm okay losing, you know, to uh, the Vikings. It just, the frustration comes where you feel like you let two games that you could have won slip away from I'm, from I'm, them. I'm thinking three, because not only do you have, I mean, you have New York, Minnesota, and Washington, all are winnable matchups. And, I, and to me, you know, I... Like two of those matchups in particular, like the Giants and the Commanders, you know, a lot of that was centered around getting, like, eventually getting pressure on the QB and just having kind of enigma drives stall. So I don't know if this is the Bears' offense where it's, you know, get 150, 150 plus yards running on the ground, you get fields in space and design options, or, you know, in the RPO setup, you let him have more choice, which it felt like he did, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, sign me up because that's clearly what he's best at. You know, he still has work to do as a professional in the pocket passer. There were some moments, there were not many moments against New England. He's getting better every week. I will give people credit. He is absolutely getting better. But there are still a few things I feel he's got to work on in terms of, you know, settling, settling in, getting a little bit better foot placement, you know, on some deep throws and kind of landing those marks. Otherwise, his athletic ability is powering a lot of this. I'll, and it's it's nice you know it is pretty cool that you can confidently sit on third and 16 and go all right yeah i could realistically see him bailing out of the pocket and getting a first down because he did that Mm -hmm. on monday night football but my the thing is is like you know this year get him comfortable doing stuff like that if you want but of course in the future we hope that he becomes a more like a lamar jackson pocket development you know so i don't know i i'm happy Again, it just annoys me because it took that long to say, oh, yeah, we can run this and, you know, this system works because we have the tools to do that. So, well, uh, that's what we said the last time we talked after the Washington game is can can they take this? I kept saying bye week, even though it really wasn't, but it kind of, it was a mini one. It was a mini bye. Can they really realistically look back and say, okay, not saying they have to listen to fans, but they are. They know that these things are being said. They have to reevaluate themselves. You have to critique yourself as a play caller and as a coach, a head coach. Again, I don't. I was never on board with let's blame Matt Eberflus on things. No, first year head coach. He's figuring out. He doesn't have a lot of things to work with. Never going to blame him. Like full, like firing type thing. Like does, we're not going to fire him. They have to realistically. They have to look at themselves. And they did, and we're going to dive right. We'll, we'll do offense first. We always do defense first. We're going to do offense first. There was a big switch, and it was the simple things. Me, personally, I started to see more of the tight end extra lineman look that I said they should probably do. Once in a while, you saw their fullback being utilized. You saw on the goal line on the touchdown run, they went in an eye formation. That helps their O-line out. You saw boot game out of Justin Fields. And what helps the O-line with the Bears they are not bad run blocking. They are not oh. bad run blocking. And so yeah. what they do, Montgomery got the ball a couple of times. You saw more of Herbert than we have when Montgomery is healthy. And 
designed quarterback runs for Justin Fields. It was draw plays with him. You saw some quarterback power. You saw some zone read where he kept the ball and was able to run. Those things put a defense on their toes because now it's not just Justin Fields taking off in the pocket. It's, oh, they're actually designing where he's getting the ball. So you have to choose now. If you are like, I have to take away Mooney, I have to look at Herbert or Montgomery, and I got to look at Justin Fields, and this O-line can actually run block, that becomes an issue for defenses. So I think that was a great adjustment from Luke Getze and doing different formations. You saw under center jet stuff where they'd hand it off and get some big yards off of that. that. Those were the first big differences I saw out of them. And then that turns into your RPO thing that you've alluded to. It turns into RPOs. It turns into play actions because now the defense has to make a decision. Who do we decide to take away the pass, Justin Fields or the run? Yeah. It's becoming – they're trying to be less predictable, I think, is what it is. Because I think over the first six games, teams have kind of discovered, okay, you know, this team – this front five and the duo of running backs they have, they can pound the rock really well. But they, but I think teams haven't seen – or at least they haven't been seeing enough in Justin Fields where it's like, okay, the coaching staff doesn't fully trust him or he's not able to be – solely with his arm that dominant force sure he gets a few he gets scrambles but if we can get pressure on him make him hold on to the ball too long you know then that's fine and that's what it was overall was nice because again they on against new england they basically went back to the drawing board and said like i think most people are going okay um you're getting hit a lot and you're yeah and i guess you are holding on to the ball too much so first read for the most part if you have time, go to your second and third, which there are a few times there were against New England that he got to his third or fourth read, and I'm like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. They gave him great pocket, and he sat in. That's awesome, you know? And then the RPO setup was like, you have legs. Let's let's start not having you do scrambles as much. Let's just have you, you know, do your own uh, your own choices of getting into the, into the holes and finding the gaps you want. Plus, you have running backs that are able to do what they need if you have to hold, hand off. They basically have this offense set up to where – you know, it can be dangerous with the pass game if you do, if you buy too much into what they do on the ground. And what was also an impressive stat, and look, Chicago's, this just shows you how good on the run the Bears are and how focused they are right now in that regard. They have three games out of their first seven that they have ran 200-plus yards combined in those games. That is insane for a rush number and credit a lot of that comes some of that does come down to justin fields just saying see you later i'm out of the pocket now Mm -hmm. but when you do it like last night where fields does it with 82 yards rushing the majority of that coming on design runs Mm -hmm. uh for the most part that's scary you know i and i do hope this keeps going and that they keep on building that trust factor between the receivers and Justin Fields and that he gets more comfortable on doing RPOs and saying, okay, I see that maybe the defense is not backing off as much off the line. I can get something right in the intermediate area and let my guys go to town. You know, I saw progress again. I think he's trusting a lot more in da- with Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown returned and had a pretty solid game. And I was like, yes, he was active early in the season. I'm surprised he disappeared. You know, yep. uh, Darnell Mooney getting his catches. Cole Komet had a few moments yep. that I was pretty impressed with. So <sighs> progress for sure. Um, trust me, last night I sounded like a 
like the absolute worst fan to be around, but I am happy <laughs> with this. You know, it's yes. an identity that they can build on and you yes. can evaluate fields with more now. Yes. And the other thing I kept harping on was quick throw screens. And you saw a ton of key screens. I don't know how Dang. many, but there was that a lot. Herbert screen. The um, Herbert screen. That was an excellent misdirection on the offense. I mean, Braxton Jones, the fact that they, that the whole, that whole front seven on new England bit hard on, I think a regular pass play. And Jones, of course, just gets off coverage and goes, all right, yep. <laughs> it's big man versus a corner. Yep. And most of the time that does not end well. <laughs> That's the big man's dream right there. Yes, it is. Little guy, you're going to die tonight. <laughs> well, and Justin Fields, the thing everyone's talking about on that place, he got mauled. He got rid of that ball. He like he sidearmed it and he got mm -hmm. crushed and people are complaining about it. And what happens is – if you run all the time, breaking down in the pocket, and you run all the time, refs don't call that as as they, they need to because he's a pocket passer at that point. But once a quarterback's established as this guy that's going to run and move around the pocket and do all that stuff, they don't call it. It's frustrating, but I think fans need to know that they're like, oh, my God, he got killed. Oh, my God, he got killed. I'm like, yeah, should have been roughing the passer. It should have, 100%. Mm. But guess what? When you're Lamar Jackson doesn't get that call because he's declared a runner. Tom Brady gets it. Peyton Manning Never. would get it. Remember Cam Newton? Cam years Newton. back, you know, him saying that him sending in a accusation that refs told him point blank they weren't going to give him that call because of uh, the style of play. Yeah, and it's happening to Justin Fields slowly. Mm -hmm. um, I mean that that by the way that was never nothing ever came of that comment, but you know that does exist. It, that that stigma does exist in the NFL from the looks of it. You yeah, know? and I don't if think you're running QB, they're like, well, you are risking your body more. It's hard for us to call those plays on you if you're going to bail in the pocket all the time. Or I think they do you know, it, take advantage. It's subconscious. I don't think they're actually thinking that's what they're doing. I think it's just in their mind they already know he's a running quarterback. Mm -hmm. So he's not. He'll get it sometimes. There gonna be some crews that are like, yep, we're gonna throw it. But you know, like all these pocket quarterbacks will get the but guys that run they won't get that call. But that to me, this whole time, what's been frustrating, and like you've already alluded to, is I, how many times have I sat here? And again, I'm not right uh, at all, but I said, How do you get a quarterback confidence? Well, you got to help out the old line first, then you got to complete short passes. Then you, how do you do that? Well, key screens, you have to mm -hmm. do jet sweeps and all this stuff. He has to physically see the ball getting completed, even if it's for two yards. They start doing that, and it, and it felt like a different Justin Fields as well. And it felt like he was now the the number for him is not like mind blowing. You know, we're talking like he threw for so many yards. He only threw for one seventy nine, thirteen of twenty one. Then you see the eighty two rush yards. Yep. and fourteen carries. And then I, I th it almost you know this almost reminds makes me think that we see Daniel Jones on that on like think about this he had three almost two three hundred combined yards on his day this weekend. And I'm, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because a Daniel Jones was running an off is running an offense under Brian DeBall that I think the Bears should have been running for a while now. Mm -hmm. But the other side of this is I think the definition of what is good quarterback play. Some people I think it's changing, um, because sure to me I think to me and you 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. A good quarterback should be able to hit, uh, at least for a baseline, you should be able to get like 60-70% of your completions made, maybe 250-plus yards on the night. If you can get... Two, one touchdown, you're it's solid. If you throw it for two, then we're talking good performances and all that. And that's what traditional in the pocket. You know, I think the QB definition is changing to where now you see like a Fields or a Jones, where it's like, all right, yeah, sure, he threw for maybe 150, 200 yards, but look what he did on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. he ran for like 70 to 90 yards on the ground in a touchdown run. You have a combined like close to 300 yards that you contribute. That that's where I'm wondering like the running quarterback in the NFL, I think, is starting to adjust on what makes the definition of a good QB. And I think that actually started with Lamar Jackson when he came into the league, when they adjusted their offense to run first, pass, second. And then you see now he evolves, where it's like now it's combined numbers make it for an insane thing. I think that's where we're at at this point. And the Because with the athletes changing like that, college offenses aren't as pro set up as well. They're more set for a mobile QB if you want to bail out of the pocket, if you want an RPO. And so I think like a performance like that, Fields had a good night. It's not the mm-hmm. traditional good night, but for his athletic skill set and what it does for the offensive production and how it motors it, that was a great night for mm-hmm. our QB. Well, and like the number doesn't show when it was third and long and he threw it to Mooney. Great throw. Mooney, you know, tiptoes. The other third long, he he scrambled and took off. Um that big throw to Komet. Like, there was some of those throws were big time. And then the interception was it got tipped, the guy caught it. Uh, and now he, the only thing with him is he fumbles the ball too much. Like, when he gets hit, that ball is coming out. He's been really lucky this year with fumbles. He's only lost one, but last I saw, he has nine fumbles on the season. So, yeah, that's a problem because he carries it out here. Then when he's out here, it's out here. Um, but it just felt like a different Justin Fields. The O-line had to be – the him and the O-line had to be the most impressive thing that happened last night where the run game was there. We always knew it was there. But the pass protection – there were times it broke down. He got sacked four times, but I'd have to look at and say, how many of those times were hit? Was he moving? Was he doing whatever? My, my, my dad and I were joking. He's like, and we're going, is Schofield the answer? Was he the missing piece this entire time? Because, I mean, Lucas Patrick, I mean, I feel bad for him because he just got into the role he was signed on to. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Sam Mustafer comes in, and he actually did – pretty all right like i'll be honest with you joe buck and troy aikman were like they were going ham on talking about matthew judon but unless you were watching matthew judon there was little else that was going right pass rush wise for new england all night so i I mean they did a really those sack numbers are misleading for chicago they did a really good job against new england that's a good amount of progress 
and who knows, maybe Schofield was the missing piece. Hell, I know, but yeah, they played a lot better with him put in as a starting spot instead. So yeah, but their pass protection was better. Justin Fields stood in the pocket longer than when he before he took off all the time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was better. Uh, it was just amazing to see. There was, you know, I could pull it up in a minute, but like there were times where he had like three full seconds. He's just standing there, and I'm like, wait, yeah, what is going on? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't run into pressure like we were talking against Washington. You know, it was very much like slow. And I think they even stressed on the broadcast. You know, he's trying to slow the game down and not get as riled up if things go wrong. You know, right? And and that seemed like that's what happened last night too. You know, again, he only threw twenty one passes, but like the thirteen completions he had, they were good completions. You know, it felt like they were pro quarterback level type of plays, smart thinking. He's on the run in his element. You know. It was a good night but for him. The, yeah, that's and we've been saying this is the formula. He doesn't have to throw 30 passes for them to do well. If they can go out of different formations and run the football, and then he only has to complete 13 to 20, somewhere in there. Like, if he completes in there and they're just short passes, dink and dunks, which because I'm telling you, Justin Fields has to complete short passes, then that turns into intermediate passes. And he did last night. He did. He did. Short passes, then he started to hit intermediate passes. And then once in a while, he'll hit you with the long ball because that's what he did at Ohio State. The only time he hit one deep early with Ohio State is because he had a first-round draft pick wide receiver somewhere that he could just chuck it to. Like, that offensive line for Ohio State could probably start for the Bears back then. Like, that's just kind of where it yeah. is right now. But that's the formula for him to get confidence. Now, if this continues, then you could start reevaluating it. But right now, he has to complete short. I guess you call them intermediate. To me, short passes are like three yards. Like, he has to complete those. Intermediates are like seven yards or plus. If, if he's starting to hit four-yard passes, five-yard passes, then he starts hitting the seven to ten and then ten to twenty, we're all good. It's all Okay. But you have to make, and he got pass protected. You saw Komet really chip in and staying in and block. Like they they did things to help him out, and they did things to give the line confidence. Because playing all line, it takes a, a they have to mold together and they have to get confident together. Like I said, you can't just throw an old lineman in and all of a sudden everything goes well. They have to gel, they have to work, and it just all finally started to come together. But that's where the frustration is. Like you could have been doing this the whole time. Yeah, now though, we, I think this is where they're going to stay, and they should stay this way, you know. And I think a lot of people, I'll give, I'll give props. If you, if this offense runs like it did last night, and you're able to get an identity and you get Fields' confidence the rest of the season, there is a, that's a bright, there are bright spots ahead. You know, people do like people and us have talked about it too. I mean, we all know it's on the other side of this coming off season, hundred plus million dollars in cap space, a whole draft class of picks again for the first time in a while. Right. You know, there's good stuff on the horizon and you know, now that you're seeing that adjustment and they finally bit the bullet and said, F it, go to that offense that works for him and for the rest of this team in particular, then, you know, Hey, shoot, why not? I mean, look, they're three and four, I still think it's a tough road ahead for them to make like a playoff spot. I'm not even going to start talking about that mm. seriously. If they beat Dallas next week, then I'll start maybe changing my tone and go, okay, um, maybe we have something here. But right now I'm like, this is good progress for evaluation at least. So 
I, I dig it, you know? Yeah. And here, and a few other little nuggets. First off, again, like we've talked, Matt Eberflus, props to you because this is not a Matt Nagy squad that got down by 14 on, like, two blitz type of, like, drives from Bailey Zappi. I don't think I'd have the same confidence in Matt Nagy's roster to make a comeback emotionally like they do with Matt. So, with Matt. so clearly there's a difference in cute coaching mentality with this team. And they shut out the Patriots' second half. So uh, yeah. you know, that stands out greatly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I, I don't think Matt Nagy would have been no. having the same type of play come out of this. Like even Bill Belichick said they got outcoached last night. So props to Matt uh, Matt Eberflus and, and the staff. Um, I was going to show this real quick before I get my YouTube channel shut yeah, down. Sure. More all, give me that all 22 film. I am here for it. Um, this is what I talk about when people are watching this unbalance. That's where you got this center, left guard, left tackle, tight end, and another tight end. Like, this is what they need to do. About to play some bully ball is what that is right there. Now, this play, they get nothing out of it. But I just like to show that formation. This is what they have to do. But that's okay. He gets tackled, but that's okay. Because they're going to show that they're going to come out in that. And that's totally fine. But this is where I saw a difference in Justin Fields. If... You remember, and anybody that watches remember, I showed a clip where the pocket broke down, Justin ran up, and I said how the pocket can kind of move or he now has to step up here, look down, and throw somebody's open. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens, I believe, right here where the pocket, I guess you could say, breaks down a little bit, and there's an opening. He Now, instead yeah. of running, he just keeps looking, and there's your intermediate throw that he gets. Um. Oh, this thing. Sorry. That's nah, all good. But I, you know, there is one instance we talked. I think last show where it was similar. Um, because we had talked, you know, how it was looking like he still goes more for the scramble first and the throw second. Yes. Um, that was one that when you showed me that before pre-show, I was, and I, I remember that throw in particular because I. I, I didn't – it was a third and long play. It was a little earlier in the game. But, I mean, it was nice because, again, EQ, ESQ is what they're calling him, I hear. I'll say Equinemius because why not? But, like, he settled into the pocket right there. Yes. You know, they found a little gap. Fields, of course, is on the run where he's supposedly – and as we know, is usually in more in his element of throwing. Right. And they got a nice, like, 15-yard pass play out of that deal. Yeah, because like right here, he has a pocket. People listening, the yeah, ball Judon snapped. Judon causes the pressure right here to make him go outside is what the deal is. Right. But like Jenkins comes over to help. Now, this was what happens. The tackles, this happens all the time. Tackles will get pushed in because it's wide. They're trying to make sure they don't go inside. So it collapses. So right here, it starts to collapse. But like against Washington, this happened. Almost this exact same thing happens. And there's a little lane that right here. Now, Justin would just take off and run versus Washington. But he has to trust, like, okay, the left tackle is going to block. These two guys are blocking. I'm looking. Now he's right here. And his eyes are downfield. Now, right here, you can tell he kind of wants to run. Mm -hmm. But he keeps his eyes forward, and he goes, oh, look, somebody's open. And I think that's what was screwing the Patriots up is, like, oh, he's actually looking downfield to throw. Then the very next play where he gets rushed, he stands tall in this pocket, if I remember this clip right. Pocket, pocket, pocket. He just stands there and then throws. And there's a guy open. But again, you see how quick that one was. Like it, that pass 
if you're going to do a pocket pass with Justin Fields, that thing needs to be a quick decision. That was probably his second read from the looks of it. Yeah. I, I, actually, he had the deep ball in mind, looks over the middle, finds an option. But if you're going to, again, if you're going to design this scheme, it needs to be designed where there is, you are basically, your internal clock is faster than what a normal offensive lines should be. Right. You know, you, you don't want to be hanging around. Because you know, the, on, a, on a team that has better ru- rush than just a Matthew Judon getting his fair share of sacks, you know, like an overall, like a Dallas, for example, which we'll see next week, you know, that needs to be out. So that was something that was nice on Monday night was that it just felt like there was a sense of urgency, like get that ball pushed downfield, get the pace moving faster, don't hang around. Because if you do that, that's when things lead to disaster or problems begin to happen in terms of how this offense is run. Right. You know, it was basically saying like, focus on getting it out and finding a decision quickly. Right, because you, know? you, you could see here uh, the 39-second mark, he like has the balls right here. Mm-hmm. So he has the ball. And then when he throws it right there. It's barely over three seconds. Yeah, and that's what he needs. If he gets three seconds, and like you said, like you could see even, too, he's he's looking around for his reads, too, if you looked at it. Um, if you watch Justin Fields, he's like looking. He's like, okay, one, two, up, up. Then he's like going down. Yeah, by the two second mark, he's throwing the ball. So that means that that decision—it's a quick timing. You know, look around, get your options down. If I mean, if you're throwing it, if that ball is out of your hand at the three mark, then you've done well. If it's moving at the two mark, that means you're going to hit that timing right. So that's what I want moving forward for them. And we all know this because if the Bears don't get the ball out of the pocket fast and they just sit around, either A, Justin Fields still can be tending to hold on to the ball too long, which it did happen one time last night. Um, not, it didn't happen as often, but you know it still is a thing he's got to learn to kind of get over with. Or, because this line is still, it's still not fully trusted. I mean, they still, a better a better team like Dallas, I wor- that worries me is what I'm going to see comes up next week with like a Micah Parsons. But, you know, I don't trust the offensive line to be holding up against some of the top front sevens in the league yet. No. So, but, but <clears throat> Luke Getzey called a great game because, well, Justin Fields to, to not run, then stay in the pocket. Then the very next play, Getzey's like, all right, screw it. They design a quarterback run play where he fakes it. They run power up front or like a counter. And he just, like, that's what he can do. So, like, the mm-hmm. play calling from Getzey is like, this is what he can do. We're going to fake it. We're going to run this quarterback GT thing where he can read and go. The O-line can run block. You had Komet up there blocking with them. It was, like, this fantastic play calling that we haven't seen. Or it's been there and we just haven't executed it. But it was just great play calling and... I didn't get to watch all that all 2022, but those were just some clips that I found where you saw a different O-line, you saw a different Justin Fields, and the receivers were getting open. Like, there was guys open on his reads. Like, okay, that's not there, but he had two others he could have thrown to. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think I think it's, there's not much more that can be said offensively. I'll, 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 I do want to switch here and give some defensive notes. Um, first off, I completely – I don't think I overestimated, but I guess I overestimated how badly New England was going to lean into Harris and Stevenson because their their impact was minuscule compared to what I thought it was going to be last night. 
like either that or Chicago. Allen Williams finally said, "Enough is enough. We need to start. We need to start hunkering down and not allowing teams to just go roughshod on us up the middle." Um, yeah, um, one of the keys we had to the Patriots preview we did was the D line. That was our big thing. How are they going to adjust? Because the Patriots have a good O line. That that they have a good O line. So for the interior linemen to do what they did to kind to control the line of scrimmage to get some type of pressure, uh, to control the because we were worried about the run game. They have running backs that can be used a lot. Just uh, Mac Jones, we'll get to that whole situation, but he took off running at times, which is fine if he's running on you. We're we're all okay with it. But for that interior line to do what they did for the linebackers, and we'll get to Roquan Smith in a minute because we both have thoughts on that for Bears fans. For them to do what they did. That was the big keys to the game, um, in my opinion. And the secondary looked good. Like, Britsker looked good. Gordon looked good. They all finally just started to come together in this 4-3 defense that's brand new to them. It's it's uh, very much great to see <clears throat> steps made, I think, uh, in particular with Kyler Gordon. Um I I'll get I give him pro, I'll give him props for last night. He played a really good game, um, and I think I'm partially starting to turn around on how I feel about him from the early season struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so great progress has been made there. I mean, Jaquan Brisker's been aggressive all year, but dude comes back from getting kicked in the nuts by Mac Jones and picks him, <laughs> picks him off with a one-handed web gem. Uh, I mean, dude's an dude's been an animal. He has been a He's been an ace pickup for Ryan Poles so mm-hmm. far. Um, so they, if Eddie Jackson ever needed a, you know, a Robin do a Batman scenario or vice versa, whoever you want to call it, they picked up basically that dynamic duo now. That the safety position is set fully. It's fixed. Yes. So yes. they have that locked down without a doubt. And I, I think I think really I was mostly impressed last night with how the front seven played because I'm with you. It's been their weakness all year. They're one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. And New England has the capabilities with their two running backs to cause damage. And they were almost not, like I said, they were almost non-factors. They, mm-hmm. they, they showed up at times. I don't know if it was just that their offensive scheme that Patricia had, they just didn't utilize as much. And they wanted to force the issue in the air. But they did little to nothing in terms of what could have been done, I thought, against the Chicago front seven. And then the front seven had its own say because Justin Jones became a basically a big fly swatter and started knocking passes down. Same for Dominique Robinson. Yes. Um, I'd have to rewatch the film, but I tried to watch the D-line, and it just looked like the D-line was um, – so D-line you have to think, obviously, but it's a lot of reacting. You have to think. Like, to me, you react a lot on the D-line, but when you react – you're also having to think, like, how do I react to this run play? How do I, as soon as the ball snapped, the D-line has literally like 0.1 second to realize what's going on. I thought they did a lot better job at grabbing onto the old lineman and say, you're not going to drive us back. I thought they did a good job of getting an extension. And I thought, you know, when when the Patriots tried to do some wide zone stuff and get Stevenson to cut and all that, they did a good job of reacting and clogging it up, which allowed when you two-hand – on two linemen, get a hand on two of them. That frees up the linebackers to kind of do what they need to do. Um, and then for for the safeties and corners to be physical with the wide receivers, it all just kind of came together. But that D-line, I thought, did a much better job at fighting the line of scrimmage. 
And again, it just kind of seemed like the Patriots O-line just kind of overlooked the Bears a little bit. Now, they did answer back and scored, you know, 14 straight points, whatever it was, but then never again got got it going because the Bears just started to figure it out. And then you saw a lot of, not a lot, but you would see like two or three defensive islands slant this way and Roquan Smith come all the way around. They started stunting a little more up front. They started doing all these hard slants mm-hmm. up front, which was another key we all talked about was they need to start doing all this stuff. Like, screw it. Just start doing all this crazy stuff up front. But also the D-line's young. They're getting more reps. And the more reps they're getting, the better they're going to slowly start to build on defense. And so for that front seven to do what they did versus a very good Patriots O-line, that, that's confident builder right there. Now, the Cowboys are going to be a whole other animal when they get to that point here. Yep. But that's just confident building for a young D-line that's undersized a little bit. You know, they, they're not the biggest. But I think they finally used that against the Patriots was, let's use their speed. It, it was all coming together. Offense, let's use all of our strengths at whatever we have. Defense, oh, we have a fast O-line? Well, let's slant. Let's do this. Let's Let's just start using some of the stuff that – is just beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want I want to put this down once again, and I think even more so that the slander towards Roquan Smith really <clears throat> needs to stop. I, I, oh, we're we're gonna jump I, on I, that. I think, yes. After this week, I think we we really gotta stop talking about him being trade bait. He needs to be paid. I don't think I think he realizes he's not going to get paid at the top at the highest paid linebacker spot, but that would. And more and more every week, I find it harder and harder to believe that people are saying, yeah, we got to move on from him. Again, look at what he did last night. Interception, a sack, 12 tackles. Again, he is getting double-digit tackles almost every week. He is, a, he is either at the top two or is leading the league in tackles every single week in terms of overall tackles for linebackers. So I think that's, that's got to stop. I, I keep seeing too much that people want. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I'm trading, I'm like, why? And why, you want this guy traded? Really? I, because you, he had a spat in the offseason? Yes. That, that's a problem I have with people that mm-hmm. are Bears fans sometimes. They want so easily, if it's a money issue, you know, I look back to Allen Robinson again or some other times, and I go, guys, these are pillar players. You don't move on from them. You know, get it done. He needs to be paid and sticking around. I'm sorry. And – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I want you to keep going. But eight of those 12 tackles were solo tackles. So that is exactly. him making the tackle. That's not just some chip-in stat. He is doing this himself. You know? that that is The solo tackle stat is even more important. Last week he had nine solo tackles. This guy's doing things on his own. He is a all-star. This is an all-pro talent. As much as the NFL and Associated Press are chipping him of those awards at times, he's an all-pro talent. Pro football focus, you also suck because he's an all-pro talent. I don't understand what you're missing right now. So you don't move on from people like this. This is the last time I'm going to talk on it because it's just becoming kind of silly. Yeah, He doesn't get traded. You sign him next year. And if you don't, it's a massive fail for, for Ryan Poles. I will not, I'll dock him instantly for letting him leave. 
Yeah, I, I think the Bears Twitter actually put this up, so I hope it's true. You know, he had the one sack, one interception, one tackle for a loss, and 12 tackles. It said first player in Bears history to record that type of stat line for the Bears. And eight out of those 12 tackles were solo tackles. And so you and I are on the same page where we said this before we recorded, so we're going to go on record. This is a typical game for Roquan Smith all year so far, dating back to last year. This is a normal game. But because the Bears won the game, you see Bears Twitter fandom explode. Now, I don't know about you, I saw nothing but praise. I saw two things. I saw praise. Roquan Smith had a great game. He had a great game. He's been doing this every game since the season started. Yep. It's very week over week, which is uh, kind of was part of my frustration at the end of the night because this is going to be one of those weeks you'll see some of the more irrational parts of our fan base kind of go – this is it. We're all the way there. And like, no, you're not. No, you're not. The, the, one, one-offs happen. I'm trying to be, you know, very controlled about this game because I was very happy at the end, but I still don't want to go overreactionary because, again, you have Dallas next week. To me, if you beat Dallas, I'm going to be full buying hype and saying, all right, we figured shit out. Right. Sorry I cussed right there, but I'm, that's me just being serious because you this could, is a typical you could say whatever you want people have with this team you could say whatever so, you want i'm just i'm just being a, i'm just being friendly to your audience i'm just letting you know i put it out there because it frustrates me when i try and follow along with folks and to have discussions well, and the second thing you started to see was either that it was either Roquan Smith is really really good and i'm going to get to the whole bears my last key things that we can't i'll get to that at the end cuz i'll go on a, i'm going to go on my old grandpa rant rant mm-hmm. i guess but the other thing I saw was, oh, look how good he did. Trade value. That was the second thing I saw. Trade value. That was no, the thing. No, that's called pillar. That's <laughs> called a pillar. You sign him. You don't trade that. But that's where I can't. There's some Bears fans out there that I can read and see what they post, and they're very consistent in what they say, blah, 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 blah. Very fine. There's an NFL reporter that's a Bears fan that I can't stand. I can't think of his name. He is a flip-flopper back and forth, blah, 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 blah. He's a Bears fan, though, but he's a flip-flopper. And, I, and I'm like, part of me wants to just keep tweeting at him. How do you have a job in sports? I just want to keep doing that. How do you have a job in sports? But that's here or there. Yeah. But that's all I saw in like. I just want people to realize that Roquan Smith's been doing this every game. So just because they won, you can't now start spewing off, oh, look how good he is. He did all this when they lost. The Bears' defense did their job against Washington. They actually looked pretty decent. Now they did it again. They did it again. Besides a big couple big drives for the Patriots, I'm okay with the Bears giving up 14 points and a Ben don't break. If they could figure it out and shut it down, cool, whatever. But this is a typical game for Roquan Smith. We, we can't give up a guy that's a leader of the defense next year because then guess what? Next year, you're going to try to get the the offense better, but the defense is going to take a step back if you let this guy go. It's going to take a major step back, especially if he's playing the system all this year. You want a guy like that back there calling the defense, pointing things out, getting guys in the right spot. You want a guy out there getting 12 tackles, eight of them by himself. That's a crazy thing to me, that these people want him gone or they're now just trying to realize he's good. I mean, I mean, look, you've watched I mean, you've watched the rest of the supporting cast and that in that linebacker court and sure here's the other side of that angle everyone always defaults to well there's the draft and there's free agencies like great but that's called uncertainty um you have something that is available mm-hmm. right now 
that is all pro level of play. Yep. Why would you throw yep. that away? Because he negotiates his own contracts? Because he's trying to be top paid because he's performing like that? No. Because he no, almost he, sat out? Because he almost sat out because of reasonable, I'm trying to negotiate what I've been playing up to? Because he should have been all pro last year? I, I don't get it. I you know I like I said I sure I'll, I'll give people credit after the fact of on the Allen Robinson discussions, but we do this it seems like every few years with like one of our good with one of our top players if it's like a contract problem. Yes. It's like trying to debate why we should be coping with losing this guy. Yes, and I don't think you should cope. You should just get upset with the front office for not getting this stuff done. So, you know I don't know what to tell you beyond that anymore. And look, the this, the nine solo tackles impressive. You know, interception, a, a, a freaking sack that was a well-executed delayed blitz, by the way. Yes, you know, yes. Roquan Smith is a great blitzer when you give him blitz packages. He mm-hmm. does an awesome job hitting the lanes right. I, again, you don't move on from that is all I can tell you. Um, only other thing I got for this game is Cairo Santos. He's mm-hmm. 11 for 11 this year. He's quietly gone perfect. I wish we had him in 2018. Shh. I'm trying to move on. That's part. That's where my trust issues stem from. Don't, don't, don't make me go back there. Actually, 2019 and the 100 year anniversary is really where I kind of lost. Is where I'm back to my stubborn. I don't trust this team yet. Phase, but that's probably the last game I was like, full. I'm diehard Bears fan. They can do no wrong. You know, I'm gonna scream at the TV if something goes not their way. Because otherwise, anymore, if it's like Bears, I'm like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I'll just sit and watch it like that and analyze. <laughs> so. But no, I agree. I, I thought of that. I actually thought of that yesterday because he hit those field goals, and I'm like, this guy's good. He's automatic. Yes. And he's hitting them like, what, 50 yarder yesterday, was it? Something like that? Yeah. Well, it, and it was the thing like early in the season, they were talking about how poor he is from 50 plus yards. And, you know, he's hit a few 50 yards this year. And again, he's 11 for 11. Like, you have a, you have a rock solid kicker. You know, and who's been rock solid for a few years now, but like someone that's like, okay, great. Um, that's not a problem at that position. And Dante Pettis did a really good job at return men, actually. He had uh, that one scary one where I thought it was going to go bad. He, he did have one, but some of the impact he had on a few of those punt returns, I'll I'll give him I'll give him an even night for that because uh, he he did he seemed more aggressive than Bayless hey. Jones. He was more ready for it. No fumble know. though. That's the big thing. He did not drop it. He yeah. almost did. Yeah, he did not. Yeah, that little twirly thing happened there where it was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's gonna happen. You know, but but no, that's your that's your kick, that's your punt returner now. We found that's him. Your, yeah, he stays. Pettis, it's surprising. In two weeks, he has flipped the script on his on his uh image with Bears fans. Because that minute because that Minnesota game really I think docked him for some of the drops. But then you see what you saw what he did against Washington. Now you see what he did against New England where you know he's becoming a, at least an essential. Not a, he's becoming an essential every every time every few possessions pass option, and now he's done well in the punt returns. He's to me he's won himself back really quickly in my favor. And he was he was the guy on the jet sweep, the under center turn yep, handoff, twenty nine yards. That's considered a rush. He had twenty nine yards rushing for one carry, but like if he can slowly start to build that up. But yes, the those the special teams looked better even yesterday um my only last thing is my i guess my if you want to call it hate it hate of justin fields era I, I don't care what you call it my grandpa take my whatever you want to call it sure the other thing people did outside of roquan smith was people exploded 
Justin Fields is really, really good. Like, it's here. It's finally here. Or like, oh my God, the, the other guys finally did things to make him look good. And I find, I'm getting tired of seeing stuff like that because now if this offense does this the next three weeks in a row, then I'll be on board. I will jump on it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to win. If they're coming out scoring 20-some points and the Cowboys beat us because the Cowboys are a good team, cool. If but, they put up if they put up like 24, 28 points on Dallas, then that's that's pretty impressive for how well the Cowboys defense is this season. Yeah. If you know, it, it, my problem was it was it's kind of similar with the Roquan Smith thing. We won, and I'm not taking away the win. I like that we won. It was cool. Nobody expected it. Um, the way we won because Fields did look more comfortable and all that stuff we've talked about. The defense looks comfortable. The, the the criticisms of certain corners are finally starting to get brushed off because they're getting comfortable. We have to take a step back and we can't overhype this and we can't, like you said, we have trust issues. So like they could come out against Dallas and Justin Fields could throw two picks on a throw for 80 yards. Like this, that's what could re- realistically happen. If he comes out and does the exact same thing he just did and the old line comes out and does the same thing they just did and the wide receivers, we'll be fine. But I'm tired of seeing, well... Because the O-line finally did their job, Justin Fields looks very, very good. That's true to an extent. Justin Fields also has to help out the O-line as well. We've talked about it. I'm tired of seeing people blame everybody but Justin Fields. I'm still tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing, is he good? Yes. Is he athletic? Yes. Can he make really good throws? Yes. Yes, he can. But there's other quarterbacks out there right now playing better than him that should not be playing better than him. And they don't have wide receivers either. Like, you can't tell me that Lamar Jackson has these outstanding wide receivers as well. You can't tell me that, like, Jacksonville, they have these all-star studs. Kansas City and Miami, yeah, they do. But other teams have better wide receivers than us, but we're young. We can't overreact to this. If it happens two or three weeks in a row, then we could start putting our – we could start – loading onto the train it won't take off yet but we're gonna start getting on the ramp to get on the train because it's slowly taking that turn that it needs to now if we start going backwards then it becomes a realistic conversation of is he the guy but i again i've said this every single day or every single podcast i'm tired of blaming everybody else mm-hmm. there's times where he has to take some of the blame as well Pretty much, and that I, I'm with you. That's my grandpa rant on that. Yeah, one. there was. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I. If I didn't say it already enough, I am a cautious optimist because of this week. But again, my my dis my miss my trust with this with this team for the last three years has me still not being like everyone else. Where I'm like, you have to do a little bit more to let me buy in. You know, like I said, my dad is the week by week optimist fan. Any they. Anything can happen, and I love I love my dad's fandom. I, I'm glad he's like that because mentally I have this block where I'm like, I I have lost confidence right now. Like you really have to prove to me that there's going a right direction, because you know, and I, I think there's signs of that. I just want to see, you know, less boneheaded decisions. Like for example, me getting over frustrated that it took Luke Getze this long to figure out RPO and design runs can be a utilized option for this offense. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that gone this week. I expect RPO and everything like this now moving forward. It should be the standard for most weeks now. Um, and then we hope that we can get the passing numbers up, you know, a little right. more trust for that. Because 
I think guys like ESQ and Dante Pettis, they're showing that they can be reliable options that can get open. So that whole mystique of we don't have the guys, yes, it's not marquee guys. Yes, we knew it's it's going to be kind of a bearish bones roster, but if you can find those openings, then they're professional players. They should expect to get open. So, right. you know, that's kind of how I put it. Oh, and hey, Nikhil Harry came back. And maybe he gets more involved now. He had one catch. He had a good catch he against did. against Patriots. He got booed, by the way. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but he had a catch. He had a catch. Maybe he gets more involved, you know. I don't know. I, I give I give I give ultimate progress. That's all I'm that's yes. all I'm gonna do. Um just and I'm hoping steps. next week I can hoping next week after that I can start getting back to being my old self again in terms of every play I sit there with anticipation, every play I I get overhyped and pumped and that be that guy that's raw, raw, louder than I usually am at the bar. So, And again, every single play doesn't have to be perfect. There's going to be bad runs, there's going to be a bad throw. But I just can't, like I said, we're looking for consistency. It is just mm-hmm. the steps forward, not a step forward, and then two steps backwards where – because if it ha- I don't want this to happen, but if it happens, you're going to see me all over Twitter. Well, you guys said this. You guys said this. Oh, you did this. And I'm going to be yeah. all over the place. <laughs> All over the place, but um, yeah, that's all I had for that. Um, Bears are now three and four. Only took seven weeks to to slowly figure it. out. I'm okay with the defense taking a while to figure it out, just because they have to get through the flow. Took seven weeks to figure out that we can run the ball with the quarterback, but that's okay. Just it's okay. It's okay. Um, yep. So they'll move on to play the Cowboys. That'll be a whole other episode discussion. Because- yeah, that'll be fascinating. Because now I now we both have to think. Okay, they've adopted the RPO and are running like a college offense with heavier emphasis on the run. So, how do you match that up compared to what they used to play? <laughs> a little yeah. more thought going in now. With a good Cowboys defense, Dak Prescott's back, and uh, so it'll be very very interesting matchup for that. And moving forward in the NFC North, it looks very interesting with the Packers losing and everything else. So, you know. The Bears are always good at giving hope. There's always hope somewhere. Besides 2019 into 2020. I'm, I'm, that was I'm looking forward to wanting to buy in again, fully. I'm, I mean, I'm a fan, so I'm always going to have a partial buy-in. But, like, if we're talking the train analogy, I'm the guy currently standing in line for tickets, still mm-hmm. debating it, but the line's moving closer to the ticket stand, so I have to make a decision. I'm the guy online just looking at the ticket and walking away. That's me. <laughs> you have the browser tab open this whole time. You're like, I might do it. I'll leave it open. I'll, maybe maybe if I get maybe if I'm in a mood, I'll I'll go and purchase that ticket. You know? I'd see if there's a Groupon discount before I hop on. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's a Groupon. It's it's like the ads for Groupon. It's Groupon Day. <laughs> Come on in. Save seventy percent. Oh, and side note, side note, last thing. Had a field trip today to the field museum, so we were. Oh yes, because right. you are a coach and a you do teach. So so we went to the field museum, looking at Soldier Field. I'm like, oh my god, it looks like a spaceship. It does. And that was it. And that was might, my story. They, they I, might they might be leaving, and they'll be leaving the spaceship, and you know it'll be a it'll be an empty spaceship on the lakefront. That's my story. I was just like, oh, there's Soldier Field. <laughs> it kind of you kind of don't think about how close it is to all that stuff until you go back out there. I know we're pulling into the field museum, which I've never been there, and I look over. I've never been there, so I, I've been to Soldier Field, but I just, I've only been there. Wait, when you've you, never been to the field museum until now. Till now, 
Really? And I wow. Never, and I've never been to the Shedd Aquarium until last year. We did a field trip there. Never what? been there either. What are either. you doing? I'm from central Illinois. We don't think about... I, I know, but those are like staple things to do when you're like a younger kid to go up to Chicago, you know? We went to Cubs games, but that was it. We didn't like... Okay, I mean, that's still pretty good. You know, but it's I a Cubs game. I've never been to the Shedd Aquarium until last year. I've never been to the zoo in the city till last year. I've never been to the Field Museum till today. But that was my story. I just looked at Soldier Field. I've never seen Soldier Field empty. I've only ever been there when you walk. You know, you don't drive right. there, take the train, you walk. It's, you know, whatever. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, that's a spaceship they just landed on top. If you and I got to do a meetup. If we don't go to a game, we got to do a meetup and just go somewhere. Oh, for sure. I've been sure. needing, I, I want to, I need to, I, mean, I did a trip to Chicago a month ago and now I'm just on this kick where I'm like, I got to go back up and visit when I can. <laughs> you got to give me time in advance because I hate getting to the city. I hate going to the city. Oh no, I, I, I know I've, I'm very well aware of your distaste for traveling into downtown. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's it is, oh no, it is. It is. There, 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 no one, it's funny, like even, even trying to talk about it on here it's like anyone that probably listens to your shows like yeah i already know it's terrible why are you even why are you even reiterating that it's either people think it's terrible or i work with people that live in the city and they're just like eh. they're thinking about traffic they're just like eh. and i'm like what's wrong with you i don't really have a car i can walk and take the subway to work screw you that's that's not how most of us get here whatever <laughs> those people it, it is what it is man it is what it is well, no, the people I work with, they drive. They live well, in the city and they drive out yeah, of the city. Interesting. Because, I mean, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, the last time I was up there, I was I had to go and visit buddies that live over by uh, over by UIC. Uh-huh. And so, like, driving around there, it's like, and we got there at night, too. So you're like, it's it's a little cag. I'm used to, I've drove to Chicago enough, so I'm used to it. But, like, you get the occasional, like, college bike rider person where you're like, Dude, I hope to God I don't have to swerve and hit your ass because some other guy made me. Yep. But you are you you seem like to be taking an, an unnecessary risk with vehicles around you right now. That or taxi drivers. <laughs> when I started seeing that, I'm like, oh, yep, yep, yep. And that's yeah, why that they too. That's why the Bears they moved to Arlington. Oh Heights. God, a yellow cab here it comes. <laughs> yep. Yep. No thanks. Uh, no thanks. Okay. I think I'm good. All right, well, Zach, thanks for coming back. Uh, there'll be another episode out when we do a preview versus uh, the Cowboys when the Bears face off against them. Um, go check out Zach's other podcasts um, and everything else we talked about at the beginning. Uh, Gridiron Gallery is making a slow burn back, so you got to add that to the list. Creeping on back. It's Creeping on, on back. back. Um, thanks, guys, for watching or listening. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys next time. Hi. 
I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.